the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Hey, thank you for tuning in today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, I'm talking about a word that I'll share with you in just a second here, but this word, in some ways, is a word that everyone wants to be a part of their life. And at the same time, the word that we're going to talk about today can even scare people. So what's the word Today we're going to talk about accountability. Accountability. So accountability can be difficult. You know, one of the reasons that accountability can be difficult is sometimes we've not finished the tasks that we've been assigned and someone is going to hold us accountable for it. So I might even ask one of my children, hey, did you clean your room? And and that might be a question of accountability. If they were supposed to clean their room and I'm asking if they did, I mean, it's pretty much they have to say yes or have to say no. You know, sometimes when they say yes, (laughs) it really means no to me. I've seen their room and they think that they've cleaned it. But that's a question of accountability. Or here's another one that I would ask my kids. Have you finished your homework? And, you know, they always seem to have unique answers to to that question. But sometimes they'll ask me, can I go outside or can I do something? And I'll ask, have you finished your homework? Well, according to their standard, because what they want to do, they might answer that. But I've learned to start to rephrase my question. And I'll ask something like this. Instead of, uh, did you do your homework? I'll ask, do you have the freedom to go outside or to do what you're asking to do? But the idea is these, these, the idea is that these questions are questions of accountability. You might walk into a small group in your church and someone might ask, did you read the assigned chapter? Or or maybe you're doing a weekly check-in and they'll ask, did you read your Bible or pray four days this week? Or maybe your check-in is not spiritual and not at your small group or you'll talk with a health coach and they'll ask, did you stick to your diet or did you log your eating habits? See, a health coach is is someone we get information from but in a way, they're a source of accountability. You know, I've led many staff meetings in my time as a leader, and there have been many staff meetings that that when an assignment was due, an employee did not complete their assignment. And I'll ask the question, where are you on your assignment? Oh, I didn't get that done. I didn't get to that. And so I'll kind of put the pressure on a little bit, and then they'll they'll say something like this, but I'll get right on that. 
you know, it's in that moment of accountability, if you will, that credibility can drop. Because when we don't satisfy the assignment, we potentially lose credibility. Or or maybe there's an excuse for not getting the job done, but at the deadline, the boss might might wonder, why didn't you share this with me earlier? So accountability can be scary, something to avoid, because it points out our faults or our guilt. In other words, accountability can bring guilt in our life. But accountability is more than bringing guilt. Accountability can also be encouraging. See, it's accountability that helps us meet our goals. So today we're talking about accountability in light of discipleship. But I want to frame how this works. You know, sometimes when you take a test, you cram for your test. My kids go to a Christian school. They attend a Christian school. And they have a Bible verse to learn every week. And they have a spelling test to learn every week. And you know, the day before those, they're always on the same day. And the day before those tests, maybe it's Friday, We find ourselves on Thursday night cramming for that Bible verse, cramming for that spelling test. And they're not really learning it. They're just trying to get by. You know, tests in general in school, uh, I I can remember making study guides. And, you know, when I make my own study guide, I miss things. And, you know, it's, it's I'm worried about what I need to know for the test. But now I'm teaching a course, and and what I love about my students is when they miss something on a quiz or they miss something, they actually reach out to me and they do research and want to know what they missed. And so the idea is not passing the test. It's learning, learning material. The idea of a test is that a test is an accountability mechanism that we know material. Way back when I was in middle school, I had a shop class in middle school. And the teacher did not use the word test or quiz. He used the word learning experience. We're going to have a learning experience. And that was his word for a test because he was assessing have we actually learned. You know, cramming has little value, but learning is what this is all about. So all of our lives are filled with accountability, whether we want it or like it or seek it or not. For example, many of you have a time card that you have to to punch when you go into work. Or because of decisions you've made, maybe you have a medical reason or a desire to become healthy and so you're logging your food or your exercise. Maybe you have an annual Bible reading plan and you're checking off the boxes one by one, digitally or or physically. But in all of these examples, our goal is not to to complete the time card. It's to, to work our assigned hours. It's not to just log our food, but to ensure that we're eating the right food. It's accountability. It's not to check a little box on your Bible reading chart. It's, it's to encourage us to hide God's word in our heart. So accountability actually brings us past guilt into to application. I I've, know I do this. People comment on this. When I read a book, in the front or the back of the book, I'll just jot down important things from that book. And when I'm done, I'll look back at those and ask, what are the one or two things from this book that I can implement into my life or rehearse or practice. And I actually try my best to apply something from every single book that I read. Right now, my son, who's graduated college, has started to read, and we talk about some of his books. I mean, he's read before, but he's reading now for his own and for his learning. And so what I told him to do is exactly what I said, put something into play based on every book that you read. So I think about how it works with coaching. Coaching, uh, I guess, provides some accountability. But sometimes when people coach or they're in a conversation, when there is no accountability, when there's no action and no accountability, 
you're actually just having a simple conversation. But finding an accountable action plan, a plan that you can put into place with accountability actually improves your learning and helps you become who God wants you to be. So today we're talking about accountability. And and as I've introduced this idea, I want you to think about accountability as it relates to your spiritual life. Before I go to break, I'm going to share with you a coaching model that I use to help people uh, with their learning and their growth, growth, and I call it RAP-AL, R-A-P, RAP-AL, A-L. Each of those letters stand for something. The R stands for relate. You know, when you coach someone, you are actually a partner with them. And so if you're discipling someone, be a disciple-making coach and partner with them. Have connection with them. Discover what progress they're making in their life. Actually have a a point of connection and relation with them and that dialogue. That's the R in Rap Al. So the next letter is an A, and that stands for agenda. So we, what we want to do is discover in this conversation, what is the agenda? What is the desired win, so to speak, of this conversation? So if you are thinking about this idea of accountability, we might want to keep in mind that we want to do something for the Lord, become better at who we are, and we have to be aware that we have to market somehow or have accountability somehow. So when we're talking through these topics, we consider what options we have in our life uh, to move forward. We look at the things that that limit us. We look at the obstacles that we need to overcome. And when I coach someone here, I, you can think about this in your personal life and in your spiritual life. What is something that you could do? If you want to be closer to God, what's something that you could do? And you might say, I could be kind. I could pray. I could read my Bible. I could, I could, I could. The next question would be, well, with all of the things you could do, what should you do? And you come up with, okay, when it boils down to it, here's what I should do. But then wrap R-A-P, so we have Relate Agenda Possibilities, and then A, Accountable Action. It's not just what could you do or what should you do, it's what will you do. So here's when we coach people, and accountability is a huge component of coaching and discipleship coaching as well. We want to find out not just what could you do, not just what should you do, but what will you do. We want an action plan with accountability. So we want to know what is the next step I will take. And you do this around a time-bound goal. So I know what my action is. I know when my action is. And then the other component that helps you successfully meet your goal in knowing what your next step is and when your next step is, is having an accountability piece that ensures that you will do what you said you would do and when you said you would do it. You might even have some rewards for for meeting that goal. Now, here's the beauty of this coaching model. When I want us to think about accountability in our life, in our spiritual life, wrap Al, relate, agenda, possibilities, accountable action, and then finally L is for learning. So when you grow and when you learn, you read that book and you want to take an action step, you work with a coach to improve your spiritual life, thinking about what is different now. As I've applied some truths in my life, what is a, what is different now? I like to call this recognizing your aha. What is the aha of the conversation? 
So what we're going to do is we go to the second half of the show is continue this conversation about accountability. I'm going to talk through some scriptures and we'll explore a little bit more about accountable relationships. So I want you to stay tuned to your discipleship coach. And I thank you now for listening to AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. So this show, we've begun to talk about the topic of accountability, and I want to jump right into some scripture on this part of the show. Matt, or excuse me, the, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verse 36. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give and account for every careless word you speak. Now, this scripture from the Gospels is a scripture about accountability, where we will be judged. We're, we're going to be judged for our actions, our attitudes. And I like to say it like this, heaven is at stake. The truth is, we don't have to wait until judgment day to be judged. We can relate to God right now and allow him to offer accountability to us through his word, through other people. And I'm going to explore what that looks like by looking at one of the Psalms, Psalm 139. So thinking about accountability, it opens this way. Oh Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know, when I sit and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. So when this psalm opens up, it's a recognition that whether we want to admit it or not, there's a recognition that God actually knows us. He's acquainted with us. He gets it. He understands. He is aware. And then the psalm opens it up. Uh, and just affirms this idea. I'll start reading at verse 7. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? And then here's what the author writes. If I ascend to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. And that's like the 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 area for the dead is what that word means. If I take wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there, your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be, may be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. So the idea, what we see here when, when this psalm is written, is that God knows, God sees, whether we recognize it or not. But when you bottom down to the end of this psalm. It's not just an acknowledgement that God knows and that God sees, but there's this longing or this desire for God to, to peer into our life. And this is where accountability comes in and why we need people to partner with us. And here's what the psalmist writes as, as he requests God to peer into his life. Verse 23, search me, O God, 
and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there's any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So it's not just recognizing that God knows and God sees, but we include accountability in our life because we want God to peer in and to point out places in our life where we need to become more like him. The beauty of it is we do this together with other believers. Paul writes in Galatians chapter 6, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression— You who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. And then he says this, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The idea is we are to work together with brothers and sisters in Christ as we invite God to peer into our life. We work with one another. That's why James records it like this. Therefore, confess your sins one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power and is working. The idea is that we would walk with one another, we would pray with one another, so we can let God peer into our life. So at the beginning of the show, we talked about how sometimes accountability fosters guilt. See, accountability truly is not about that confrontation. But what we can learn today is accountability is more about a challenge. It's a challenge to another person to grow in Christ. This is why We had accountability. Can you know Christ? And the accountability is, I want to help you know Christ. Now, some people feel as if they don't need accountability. Hey, I'm an adult. I'm my own person. I'm fine by myself. I'm responsible for myself. It's true that we're responsible for ourselves, but the Bible clearly explains that we are to do this with one another. So many of us develop these one-on-one relationships or we're part of a small group. But sometimes this idea of accountability scares us because it's often associated with failure or recovery from something. So accountability helps us to stay off of substances or away from from behaviors that we don't want to have anymore. But, you know, accountability is also positive. That's why we're accountable to rehearse and practice our instruments or to to do our exercises in our sports to make sure that we continue to grow. Accountability is an encouragement that spurs us forward spiritually to know Christ. So we need to receive accountability, but we also need to offer accountability. Accountability with your spirituality is what helps you mature in the Lord. So you improve in life, what you focus on and what you measure. So if you want to measure your spirituality, do it with accountability because that's where you will grow. So maybe as I think about the end of this show, I want us to think about what do we look for in an accountability friend or partner? Paul has a great example for us. There was someone in his life, his name was Barnabas. Now, Barnabas was a mentor to Paul, a disciple maker to Paul, and was an example to him uh, and held him accountable for his actions. Now, Paul was a peer with many people, encouraged each other, but he also became a mentor. Uh, One of the people was Timothy. So what we learn, first of all, with accountability, I encourage you to find someone to learn from, like, like Barnabas was to Paul. Paul learned from Barnabas. Find someone to learn with. That's your peer. And then find your own Timothy, someone to learn from you. But I want you to ask the question, what should I look as I'm looking for my own Barnabas or that someone that can mentor me? You want to find someone that is for you, 
someone that, that wants to see you succeed. Next, you want to find someone who is mature in the faith. So someone that is growing and modeling the Christian faith that you want to portray. Someone who is not just mature, but who is continuing to grow. Another thing you want to look for is someone that can keep a confidence. Someone that can hold conversations confidential. But I think the biggest piece, uh, in addition to what I've just said, is to find someone that you want to be associated with. Someone that's a great example. This is what you look for when it's an accountability partner. Now, what I want to do today is I want to share with you several questions that you might ask in an accountability relationship. So if you're listening live, you're going to want to download the podcast. And if you're listening to the podcast, you might want to pause after a few of these questions because I'm just going to rattle them off. But here are a few questions you can use in an accountability relationship. Are you reading your Bible? Another one. What is God saying to you through his word? Another one. Are you praying? Question four, what is occurring during your times of prayer? That's a great question. It's pretty open-ended, and people can talk about what they're hearing God say. You can ask questions like, what is blocking your spiritual growth right now? What is possible in your spiritual life if nothing held you back from fully pursuing Christ? You might ask other questions like, how are you getting along with blank, fill in the blank? Or maybe you're going to ask this question, what spiritual goals are you measuring today? How about this question? How are you doing in achieving your spiritual goals? Or what is out of balance in your life? And when I think about balance, I don't think about equal. I think about health. What is not as healthy as the other components? How about this? How do you respond to temptation? How do you want to respond to temptation? How will you start responding to temptation right now? Maybe this question, who is inputting into your spiritual life? Who do you want to input into your spiritual life? How will you connect with those you want to input into your spiritual life? Let me give you a few more. What resources do you utilize to grow spiritually? What blessings of God do you currently see in your life? Where are you disappointed? How do you deal with disappointment? How do you want to deal with disappointment? What are you going to do about it? How are you interacting with responsibility in your life. How have you interacted with the mission of God this week? So many things. Listen, if you want to look at those kinds of questions or want to receive some coaching in your own spiritual life, I would love to help you grow in Christ. Maybe you want coaching in other areas of your life. Yes, discipleship. Yes, spiritual. Maybe personal or business. I invite you to visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and take our free coaching readiness questionnaire. And I would love to support you as a coach in life in business, and in spiritual life. Yes, discipleship coaching. I hope you'll visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, follow the show, and follow your Discipleship Coach podcast. Hey, before we go, I want to say thank you to our sponsors today, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com, and Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University, where you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I want you to know that I am for you. Not only that, but God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.
Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.